Welcome to my Songs to Chew podcast. I'm Peter Alsop. Today we have a song with a very disturbing title. It's called Kill the Children. I wrote it and recorded it on my Ebenezer's Makeover album as part of our storyline about Ebenezer Scrooge going through a makeover, much like he does in Charles Dickens' original Christmas Carol, except that it's not about Christmas and commerce. It's about making over our own attitudes about how men behave in the world. It's about Scrooge being visited by three spirits who help him see how emotionally impoverished and joyless he has become, living today in our patriarchal world under the economic, gender, and cultural constraints which are presented to all of us as our only options for survival and success. The third spirit appears and says nothing to Scrooge, as in the original story. That spirit's task is to present Scrooge with where he and we will end up if we continue to go in the direction we're headed, blindly following our noses, without considering the consequences of our actions. We can do better, as Scrooge discovers. This production has sound effects and actors, and so, to set the stage, let's lead into our song to chew today with the ongoing drama. From Ebenezer's Makeover, let's listen to Kill the Children. Scrooge is alone, and as the third bell ceases to vibrate, the hairs on the back of his neck stand on end. He lifts his eyes and beholds the third phantom coming like a mist along the ground towards him. Draped and hooded with a black shroud, the spirit stops and does not move or speak. Its mysterious presence fills Scrooge with a solemn dread. Am I in the presence of the spirit of what's to come? The spirit answers not, but raises its arms slowly and points onward. You are to show me shadows of things that have not yet come to pass, but will happen in the time before us. My time is short, spirit but I will not falter. Lead on. The spirit turns, and Scrooge follows, floating behind on the spirit's garment. Scrooge's mouth is dry, and he can almost taste the cold, acrid flavor of death in the air as they arrive at a ravaged city, war-torn, dark, and deserted. An emaciated man scurries from behind a cement door and darts across the debris-laden landscape. There are no lights or moving cars, only the low hum of an engine somewhere nearby. Something horrible has happened here, spirit. What? A war? Overpopulation? Corporate greed? What? Has the web of life been so shredded by mankind that we can no longer sustain ourselves? Where are the children, spirit? Have we starved them to death as well? As if to answer his question, a television in a broken store window lights up with the image of men in suits and ties and dark glasses, singing directly to him. What's the point of feeding them? They smile and pretend They'd stab us in the back, you know They resent us in the end You can see it in their eyes You know the hate won't end They eat our food, then teach their children America's no friend Kill the children Kill the children It's the only way Kill the children Kill the children don't let them live another day. Kill the children. Kill the children. And let the mothers scream. Kill, Kill the, the children. children. Make the world safe for our dream. You'll be sorry if we don't. They'll grow up and find a way to strike our hearts with terror. And our kids will have to pay. We can't let the evil grow. And war is hell, it's true. But it's them or us, you know. We know what we have to do. Kill the children. Kill the children. Don't put it on TV. 
kill the children. Kill the children. If you're scared, then you'll agree. Kill the children. Kill the children. And kill the mothers too. Our dream is just to make this whole world safe for me and you. This is all wrong, spirit. Men who kill should be put to death themselves. So, you heard that, Scrooge's reaction to what he's just seen and heard? Men who kill should be put to death themselves. <laughs> What's your reaction? Is he right? Or is that just another foolish notion, as Holly Near sings on the next song? Much of what we hear today on our corporate news channels from the world leaders and television pundits often leaves us scratching our head and wondering, are we really doing this? Really? It makes no sense for us to respond to some crazy idea we hear with another crazy idea. Ideas we already may have tried and know they don't work very well. I'm just finishing a book by Patrice Cullors called 12 Steps to Changing Yourself in the World, an Abolitionist's Handbook. She eloquently lays out how, as individuals, we continue to proceed in ways that we already know do not work, mostly because we're not sure how to break out of old systemic patterns and expectations. Having her suggest such healthy tools and guiding us on a clear path about how to do this is tremendously exciting and hopeful for me. For years, I've encouraged children, parents, teachers, and other human service professionals, and just about anyone else who might listen to my songs, to focus on our verbs, to explore how we do the things we do. When we do that, we can begin to actually change what we do. However, when we focus on our nouns, the labels we've been given, we find that many of those nouns limit us. They keep us on the highway to where we are headed, much like Scrooge, with no exit ramps, because a system that relies on those labels, those names, also keeps us locked into our old patterns that do not support helping each other transform and grow. These systems are much more about sorting people, according to our labels, by gender, race, age, class, ableness, education, income, sexual orientation, culture, nationality, religion, or any of the other categories used to separate us from each other. They do not include the support and tools that encourage changes that we need in order to set up better ways to sustain ourselves and nurture each other as we share our lives on this planet. And what about all the changes in gender nouns, pronouns, and labels that are happening these days? The important difference is that now the individual gets to pick their own label, not the society at large. Ms. Culler's handbook is a guide that helps readers learn how to have courageous conversations, to respond rather than react, to experiment and use our imaginations as nothing has to be permanent, to forgive others actively rather than passively, including ourselves, to allow oneself to feel, to commit to not harming or abusing others, to practice accountability for harm caused or mistakes made, to build community and value interpersonal relationships, along with a slew of other practical and useful skills. She illustrates these qualities with her personal stories that engage us and support and inform us about how we can make similar changes in our own lives. Once we learn how to change our own behaviors, and when we practice and practice and practice, we see results, and our hopes rise because our lives change for the better. And as that happens, the world around us changes with us. Okay, that's enough chewing on this song for today. As you might imagine, writing a song like this requires a story to frame it, I don't think I've ever played Kill the Children in a live concert because without the context, it can be easily misconstrued. Hey, Peter Rossum just wrote a song that encourages people to kill their children. Wow, he's really gone off the deep end. You get the idea. I'm glad you stopped by. Check out Patrice Culler's book. You can also subscribe to this podcast and maybe bring a friend next week. 
See you then for another song to chew. Bye for now.